All right, Aaron Werner here, and really excited to have this conversation today with uh, my good friend Don Rooker, who is the COO of uh, Envision Optometry out in San Diego. So, Don, thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, yeah, I started uh, with Envision about 19 years ago when uh, Mick uh, had his practice in Claremont, and there was just three of us running a small little practice on the fifth floor of the Medical Arts Building, and all these years later, we've gone through several practice acquisitions and, you know, in the office that we're in now, which is this 8,000 square foot, really great, you know, location that we're in in Bakersfield. And I'm really excited to, you know, be a part of the organization, still proud to this day to be a part of what we're doing as we continue to grow. So, uh, and our growth is probably, you know, what leads us right into this conversation about uh, this platform that we're going to be talking about. Oh, very cool. So you've, you've, gone along and, and you referenced Mick, so that's Dr. Mick Kling for uh, for those who know him. Um, started small and now you guys are, uh, are are the big game in town and uh, it, lots of different opportunities, lots of different uh, ups and downs, I'm sure. Um, but what's your role? What, what do you do as, as COO for the practice? What exactly kind of do you focus on? Really, that, you know, entails the, the operations of the business. So, you know, the, 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 the doctors tend to take on a real clinical role and make sure that we're managing the clinic, you know, our, our kind of eye hospital and making all the decisions clinically about, you know, how we're treating patients. And then I sort of, you know, work on the business details and just make sure that the operations of what we're doing are sound. So that can be everything from just overseeing the HR department and overseeing all the heads of the department to technology we're bringing in and just making sure that everything on the business side, uh, you know, is flowing well. Gotcha. So I imagine that the uh, the responsibility of managing the team falls on your shoulders. Yes, yes for sure. For sure. Heavy handed <laughs> when it comes to uh, being a part of the, the team organization, for sure. Gotcha. Well, that's really what we, we wanted to dive into today because you've got a really unique uh, way that you engage your team um, through uh, in multiple generations. I know you've got lots of different uh, ages that, that work for you, um, but that uh, the, you keep it fun, exciting, but also focused. And that's uh, that's challenging to do. Um, walk us through what you what you do, how you set that up and, and how you get them to engage. Um, specifically in regards to Slack, if that's what you want to talk about. Um, yeah, if you're using Slack or, or you know. Yeah, so that's we, what uh, you know, unfortunately, we have become very compartmentalized. You know, our office is very large. It's 8,000 square feet. It's upstairs, downstairs. We have departments where, unfortunately, sometimes people rarely make it out of that department during the day. The opticians are on the floor a lot and don't get a lot of opportunity to, you know, spend time with other departments. Our call center is behind closed doors because we, you know, we want to have those phone calls happening in a private space. And so that creates some challenges on how we communicate with just each other day to day on tasks that need to get done. So one of the ways that we have, are, have experimented with is platforms throughout the years, you know, it's starting with, you know, AOL back in the day and using, you know, simple, you know, uh, you know, platforms to communicate. Um, but what right now what we're using is a program called Slack. It's a communication platform. Um, there's great things about it. There's bad things about it, like with any program. And uh, we sort of take the good with the bad and kind of mold it to make our own. And so we're using Slack as sort of an intra and inter communication between departments and within departments. Gotcha. So everybody has their own Slack handle and uh, their own mm -hmm. Slack profile, right? The uh, Is that something that's on, on, do they each have iPads or computers or do you let them have their cell phones? 
uh, it's uh, all of the you know, yeah, mainly on the desktops, but you can have it on your mobile device should you choose to also want to be connected in that way, you know, in or out of the office. And uh, yeah, everybody's got their own handle, so you can communicate one-on-one individually or even create a, a group, uh, a chat, you know, between certain people. Um, and we've experimented with small channels, large channels, and, uh, you know, we've sort of landed on what we're using right now, which is kind of a two-channel system, which is we have a public and a private channel for kind of each department. And the idea is that, uh, you know, let's say opticians, there might be some things that they need to discuss amongst themselves with patient care that don't really require a lot of input from the call center, let's say, or from the technicians. So they have a private channel that they are all a part of that, you know, you have to sort of be invited to where they can kind of have those kind of safe one-on-one conversations about what's going on in the department. But then we have a public optical channel as well, so that everybody in the office, if they have a question for the opticians and they're unable to literally get up and go walk over there, can kind of, you know, post on that public channel and the opticians also see that so they can help answer those questions. And that came through very recently because what we did have for a while was like every variable and every combination you could have of opticians and techs and techs and call center and it just got out of control and that's sort of the the bad thing with slack sometimes is that it can be a time suck you know if you let it get too out of control and you have too many social channels which you know sometimes are fun to have then you know you're literally just like all social media you're kind of glued to your slack all day long trying to figure out how to make sense of all this communication going on so it does require a little bit of moderation maybe a little bit of thinking through before you launch it uh, to make sure that it's not going to to be that time suck you want it to be efficient and you know proficient so um, th- that's kind of how we're using it right now so i like that so you've got the so each department so the, the billing the optical uh your techs maybe your, your doctors you know have a, a adjust people in that department channel, but then an open channel where cross department, they can ask questions and, uh, and engage. Uh, And my guess is get answers pretty quickly. Yeah, that's actually one of the nice things about it. I mean, it's not a perfect platform, but you know, if you compare it to something like email, it's a much more immediate type of communication. So, you know, you pose a question, you know, within Sometimes seconds, sometimes minutes, certainly that day, someone's able to get to a platform like their desktop and answer that question. So as far as day-to-day operations go, it's really a good uh, platform for that type of communication. If you're working on a larger project or you need something to be followed up on in a maybe a longer time frame, then we still utilize email because those things are something where the communication's a little bit different. Maybe you're not looking for an answer that day. Uh, you're tracking some progress of a, of a project, and so email still comes in handy. But for the day-to-day operations and the things where you want answers in a much more immediate sense, um, it, it's a great way to, you know, to, to, to get those answers that day. Nice. How do you uh, – and, and I'm getting this because I've heard the answer, but uh, sometimes right now in, in, you know, in the culture where we're, we're a couple staff members short and, and you know, everybody's a little uh, – Got a little anxiety going on. How do you maintain uh, culture? How do you use Slack to, to really keep the vibe and the energy up in, in your guys' well, office? Well, we do have a social channel, actually, in our Slack, and it's really meant for, like, hey, there's lots of information going on here, but, like, you know, you want to post a funny TikTok or a video of your cat or just talk about a cool place that you ate. You know, we do have a social channel. So we do provide some outlet for people to have some fun on it, too, the way that you would in a normal day-to-day conversation with people where you go get up out of your chair and go walk to another person and sometimes that conversation is going to be about work and sometimes you're just chit-chatting so slack can be utilized the same way 
like I mentioned before, there was a point where we had a TikTok channel and a food network channel and a social channel and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and it just got out of control. And so we thought, you know what? Yes, we want to have that. Thank you for, you know, bringing some lightness and some levitivity to the work that we do too, but we, it needs to be moderated. And so, you know, that's again, that balance of like, let's have it on there. Let's have some fun, but let's not let it get out of control. Um, and that can easily oh, be sure. For someone on the back end like me who's got admin access, if there's also, unfortunately, sometimes communications can get a little sideways as you start to see a thread go where people misinterpret what's happening on a written platform rather than talking face-to-face, you know, I also have the ability to kind of shut that conversation down, delete it all together, call a couple people in and say, let's have a live conversation because this doesn't seem to be heading in the direction that we want, you know. Uh, we've got 25 people in the office and you know, sometimes people's communication skills are different than others. So it does need a little bit of moderation. It's good to have moderation, actually. Oh, of course. And, and I'm, I'm, that's the same for, for anything. Right. Uh, but, uh, but I like that. So you guys do TikToks in the office? Yeah. You know, every now and then if you're on your break or you made something outside, you know, we do. And we'll do some fun group TikToks where you go down to the break room and, you know, if there's some trend that, you know, that people think might be work-related will turn some trend into a work-related type of thing, and then we post it on there. It brings a lot of levity, you know, some laughter, especially when times get tense, and then someone posts a really fun TikTok on there that's somewhat work-related. It can, you know, can lighten the mood up a lot. So we, we allow for that, oh. you know, as long as it seems to work appropriate. Oh, you got to have some fun, too. No, I love that. That's uh, that's super cool. Um and then I was also, uh, you also shared that you've got a, uh, maybe it's, a, it's its own channel, but you post all your reviews. And uh, yes. just in case not everybody's watching, you know, the, the, the Yelps and the, the, the Googles and whatnot, but every review, good and bad, you post up there. Just to, we do, yeah. I'm so sure with you guys' office, a lot of kudos. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, we do get a lot of good reviews. We get bad reviews like everyone does too, and we like to address those things. And so we throw that out in a public forum and give everybody a chance to just kind of comment. You know, obviously people who might have been involved in that interaction, let's say if it is a bad review, have an opportunity to just kind of explain what's going on. We don't use it as any kind of punitive type of uh, review system. It's just more informational. Like every, even a bad review for us for us is a learning experience. And so we can... Uh, utilize that channel as a, just a public space to talk about. And of course, it's great when we get a lot of good feedback to throw that up on there. And sometimes doctors and staff are called out on those reviews uh, in a good way, and it's great for them to get some recognition. Um, so we do do that. We also have like a supply channel. So like, for instance, you know, I might say, I need a pen, I, you know, order me more pens. And then, you know, someone else in another office is like, we got box of pens in here, you know. So, uh, just a, again, another way for us not to be wasting money by, you know, throwing stuff out on a channel that everybody can either say, yep, we're out, let's get those, or no, come down to my office and I can hook you up with a box of pens. Um, so, yeah, supply channel, review channel, a social channel, the public and private channels of each department. And uh, that's kind of what we whittled it down to. It, at one point in time, we probably had 20 or 30 channels and, and, and eventually we're like, it's out of control Let's make it the basics, but still keep some relevant uh, stuff in there outside of public and private channels. And then, of course, a social channel where it's fun to every now and then get back to your desk after a, you know, a long encounter with the patient and have some little social thing up there that's fun that you can, you know, look at for 30 seconds. No, I love that. I think that the private and, and, and social for each of the uh, or the private and public for each of the departments is genius. And mm-hmm. uh, just to help with communication, someone once told me that uh, whether you're a team of two, uh, in, in a relationship or marriage, or you're a, an organization of uh, of ten thousand, the number one problem is communication. And uh, yeah, and you know, it seems like this is one of the 
Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've been experimenting with how to communicate better in the office since the early days. And funny little anecdote, when we were in that early Claremont office, and there was just three of us in the office, one optician, him and me, there was only one like business office in there. And so he and I had to share an office. And uh, our desks were literally back to back. I mean, the chairs could practically touch. And there would be days when um, we would just be communicating through uh, AOL. We didn't even talk to each other sitting six inches from each other. We thought the better way to communicate, you know, especially on a stressful day, is just to throw the information out there in a nice written way and let him get back to me in a however he wants to respond. Because, you know, sharing an office and working around each other all day, you know, eventually you just get sick of each other. So we even found that back then it was a great way to communicate, some digital platform to be on. Uh, so we've obviously evolved since then, but it's been, you know, some sort of digital communication has been a part of our MO for a long time. Oh, I like that. Um, so what would you, uh, an office that, that's not using a, a system like this right now, um, and I know there are multiple out there and Slack is, is, uh, it's fantastic. We use that for, for work. We use it at Vision Source to communicate. The uh, how would you uh, encourage a, an office to start? Like, what, what's uh, what's the, the, the steps to, well, to get going? Well, first of all, you know, first of all, make sure you need it because some offices are small enough and the space is small enough that it might you might not need it. You might be able to turn to the person right next to you and have a conversation. Of course, that you know, face to face interaction is always, in my opinion, one of the best ways to communicate with somebody. Uh, but if you feel like you're in a space where you need to have some form of that kind of communication, or to be honest, just if you want to track a conversation, you know, things get said, someone might ask you to do something, you forget about it, just to have a reminder for yourself to be able to go back and you can pin things in your own conversation to be like, you know what, I'm going to get to this tomorrow, but I'm probably going to forget tomorrow, so I can pin this to remind me tomorrow to, to do this action. I think that it's a great tool to have. So if you find yourself in that need of either big like us where, you know, communication is a real issue, or even if you just feel like you need to have some kind of reminder that's different than just face-to-face conversation, you got to just, uh, you, you just have to start with something. So I would encourage people to just go online, you know, look at some of the communication tools out there. If you use Microsoft Office products, you might even use something like Teams or something like that. But, you know, we just felt like Slack is a, is a really slick and easy user-friendly kind of platform. So that's why even though we are on Microsoft, we tend to use Slack over Teams um, just because of its ease of use and ease of setup. It's free, by the way, too. So there's really no barrier for you to get into it other than there's some limitations about storage and how far back you can track your communications on the free platform. But it's, it's super easy. You download a little app either on your desktop or your phone, and literally you could be starting that game. You create your first channel, and you're off and running. So um, there's no barriers on the cost. There's really no barriers on how user uh, user friendly it is. It's just a matter of like, do you want this form of communication? And if you do, for us at least right now, Slack is kind of the pinnacle of, of the communication uh, platforms that we try. So awesome! And any challenges with uh, with different generations and and of employees uh, using Slack. I know that right now we've got you know, upwards of four, sometimes even five in different offices in the workforce. Luckily, I would Good say adoption. no, because, uh, you know, like, like you guys, we're a fairly high-tech business to begin with. The tools we're using in the pretest room are all based on using some kind of technology. In our optical, we use a lot of technology. Most of the people that, you know, work in our call center are, using some kind of software program. Of course, you know, the conversion to EHR years ago got us all thinking about moving into a more digital space. So I would say, you know, even old guys like me 
can embrace technology, you know, and uh, I, I, I found that it was not hard to learn. Uh, you know, it was something that made my life a little bit easier too, especially for the position I'm in, kind of trying to oversee it all. And uh, so, no, the, the gener I haven't seen a real generational gap when it came to using this particular technology. Maybe that's in part to if you take a job with us, you're, you're, you have to dive headfirst into a big digital world that we live in anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah there's no like, escaping it. Um, right. So, hey, last question that, that, that really caught, or I just thought of, um, you guys are very innovative in, in your practice and you're, you're always implementing new, new systems, new processes. Do you use this as a way to help monitor the, and, and encourage the adoption of whatever new system and, and process you're, you're implementing? Is it a way to, to, to track engagement is, uh, from your team or, or encourage engagement? Um, you know, keep it, it front is. of mind. Yeah, it is. You know, you mentioned the review channel, which was a great way to kind of keep our eye on the business and, and you know, maybe uh, the doctors and staff getting called out. And so that's very encouraging. And, and we've also, um, separate than that, like, for instance, we've just implemented Neuralens into our practice. And Neuralens is something, you know, it's very expensive to bring into the practice. And it's also very expensive for the patients to buy. And we're trying to communicate a lot about that to make sure that we're setting it up right, that the, we're saying the right things, that we're making sure that there's some good uh, traction with the patients and that they're not having buyer's remorse. And so we have started to track every neural lens we sell. In our optical channel, we will mention which doctor did it, which optician worked with them, which technician had this conversation. And as we start to see the that get posted over and over, like, God, today we did six of them. Like, how's how's that possible that we did six neural lenses? We use that as not only a way to just highlight that we're doing it, but then go, you know what? I'm going to go talk to that doctor because she's five out of the six that I saw today. Be like, what are you saying in the room? Because whatever you're doing is working and we need all the other doctors on board, you know, or an optician. Again, we're looking for trends yeah. like that. And so, yes, we are using it as a way to kind of track what we're doing, encourage what we're doing, and then sometimes even find, well, what's the trend there? Why is that doctor doing so many neural lenses, you know, or that optician selling so many neural lenses. So, yeah, it's uh, nothing more formalized than that, although you can also create polls and and, mm -hmm. and and graphs within Slack, as you know, and so it's a nice way to throw engagement uh, media out there to people to just engage them in whatever, you know, how are we doing with this, how are we doing with that, so let's track this, let's track that. So there's um, so many other things that we're not even talking about, about Slack that people can look yeah. up on their own that, that are actually specifically designed for just what you're saying, more engagement over whatever, a charting of something or a graph of something. Um, there right. are those tools. That's super cool because it's easy to, to – I mean, you, we can track things in a spreadsheet, um, and those those tend to be fairly unemotional and, and exciting for the nerds, but not overly exciting for everybody else. Um yeah, I, I agree with you on the the neural ends. It's uh, the front desk, you know, reception, or, or even the text will talk it up, uh, but they may not know what happens on the back end. So seeing that that loop get closed, and even uh, I imagine when patients come back in, because uh, I, I agree it's fantastic technology. That uh, when they come back in, pick them up, put them on, um, just getting that that instant reaction. The opticians get to see it, and they get to be part of it, but not everybody else does. So them sharing it just helps to uh, to build the, that emotional excitement behind the the products and technologies that we bring in. Absolutely. And it's real time too. Like I said, you know, so we see a trend happening during the day and someone's posting that and we're just like, what is going on today? You know, we might want to actually get to the bottom of that, that day, find out again, what's the script you're using? I mean, let's not wait till next month to reanalyze what we did or didn't do well. Let's analyze it today and make changes today. tonight and start doing it that way tomorrow. And so it's, it is a good way to 
have a little bit more real-time data that you can use to make real-time changes and not wait till so long after the fact until, you know, you might forget at that point too. Like what, the doctor themselves might not even know what kind of a role they were on and not remember what they were doing. So we, we like that sort of real-time engagement. So awesome. Love it. Um, well, Don, I really appreciate the, uh, the, the time and the insight and it's clear why, uh, Mick Kling has been so successful, and uh, when he's got a right hand uh, like yourself, um, making sure that, uh, that, that not just the big things all get taken care of, but the, the small things, not small, but the, the non-tangibles like the communications and the cultures and, uh, and, uh, and things along those lines. Um, so excited to, uh, to dive deeper into uh, this in our office and, and hear uh, more about what you're doing uh, next time we, uh, we chat. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's easy being an implementer when you've got a good visionary, and Nick's always been a good visionary, as you are, as many people in the vision source world are, and it's just, uh, so it's, 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 it's easy to just help follow those ideas through, and that's, you know, that, that, that's part of my role, and it gets me excited, too. I mean, you know, my role's changed over all these years, and every time we develop something new, it's a nice reset for me, and, and sometimes, again, maybe an easier way to do it, and we're always looking for ways to, you know, you know work smarter, right? Absolutely. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Thank you.